Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to touch on what actually causes muscle growth. Uh, and the reason being is if we know exactly what causes muscle growth, if we know exactly how to stimulate our body to basically adapt and grow new muscle tissue, we can make sure our actions are in line with it. And we make the correct gym decisions. Because if, let's say, we are maybe performing something that could be a waste of time or that we could think maybe potentially contributes towards muscle growth when it doesn't, then we could be wasting our resources. And by resources, I mean our potential energy, accumulating fatigue unnecessarily, which could maybe impact our performance on movements and habits that are actually going to contribute towards muscle growth. It's going to be a waste of our time as well. And you probably won't make as much progress as a result of that. And in terms of what does drive muscle growth? There seems to be three main factors at the moment that we know contributes towards muscle growth. And that is mechanical tension, muscle damage, and metabolic stress. And I'll dive into what each are and why each are valuable to be aware of and have the knowledge about. First one I'm going to touch on is mechanical tension. So mechanical tension is basically the bone-to-bone pull of a muscle. And what I mean by that is a muscle, how much force a muscle is producing from pulling one joint to the other if that makes sense and the reason i say bone to bone is because it's not just the amount of weightlifting when we think about what our muscles do is they join onto different like uh, different tendons ligaments and then joints uh, so that when they contract they move joints so as a result it's not just the amount of weightlifting because we could let's say lift more weight but have less bone to bone pull from a certain muscle and what I mean by that is we could let's say lift more weight on a movement that is supposed to use our chest but because our execution might not be as good or because of our range motion uh, or whatever we could maybe have actually less bone to bone pull that internally your chest could be producing less force and there might not be as much tension going through it if let's say you aren't performing the movements correctly or your form's not the best. And a good example is if, let's say, someone bench presses with a like a standard grip or someone else does it with extremely large arch and a narrow grip, then the person with like extremely large arch and a narrow grip will probably not bias their chest as much. They'll probably bias more shoulders, triceps, and uh, as well as that, you'd have an extremely big arch they probably won't be using their chest as much because your chest won't potentially might not go through as large range of motion. So there you can see someone's lifting more, but just because they're lifting more doesn't mean there's more force through the chest. Doesn't mean there's not as much bone to bone pull going throughout the pec. So that's why it's good to think about what's happening internally. So this shows basically why standardized form is valuable and it's not just about lifting load and lifting a lot of it uh, because you could let's say lift more but that might mean there's not as much going on internally for the target muscle so it's important to have that awareness and that's basically why as well weight isn't the only mean or the only way to progress movements because you could let's say perform a chest we'll just stick to chest training it's a good example you could perform let's say a chest press and you could go deeper the next week and take your chest for a larger range of motion that's going to be more mechanical tension experienced by the chest because you're doing maybe the same amount of reps uh, with the same weight but for a larger range of motion which means 
greater stretch on the chest, more overall tension throughout a large range of motion. And as well as that, obviously, if, let's say, you improve your execution so that your chest is more likely to do the work, then that's more mechanical tension placed upon your chest, which is going to be progress. If, let's say, you keep your chest proud and you don't allow your shoulders to come forward, your chest will be doing more of that work. So that shows you it's not just about, let's say, moving weight and just getting it to be in. Remember this, like when you're logging your lifts, are you actually progressing your lifts or are you just progressing load and making your form worse? Uh, because if so, that is counterproductive. You're probably more likely to get injured. Uh, you might not even have a greater internal stimulus on that target muscle. Uh, so it might actually be detrimental. And it's hard when you're like, if you really focus on logging your lifts and progressing the logbook like I do, and you take a lot of, let's say, pride and enjoyment in that, and that's your goal when you step in the gym and you're really orientated around that, which I recommend you would be or should be. The downside to that is it gives you a sense of pressure and you sometimes just get carried away and excited and want to progress so that you end up, let's say, making execution a bit shallower. You don't quite go as deep. You might not control it as much on the way down. You might put yourself in a more advantageous position to move the weight and you're not actually thinking, right, how can I simulate this muscle as best as possible? You're thinking, right, I want to get from one plate to two plates on this exercise, or I want to get this amount of reps on it. We're not thinking, how do we actually challenge the muscle maximally sometimes? Uh, which can maybe hold us back. So yeah, when it comes to mechanical tension, that's the main driver, that's the main cause of muscle growth. And it's basically the amount of tension you're putting on a muscle, not how much weight you've got on the bar, how much weight you've got on a target muscle, how much tension a muscle is producing. We want to increase mechanical tension uh, that's what we should really progress over time not just the amount of weight we're lifting if that makes sense and next up i'm going to touch on muscle damage so muscle damage is basically when you experience soreness or doms this is what muscle damage is it's basically when we lift weights especially through let's say the eccentric portion of the lift which is the way down and on movements that are also heavy in the stretch position that's basically when we occur muscle damage, when we experience most muscle damage. And it has shown to potentially cause muscle growth and contribute towards that. However, the tricky thing is it's hard to get muscle damage without mechanical tension. So how are we supposed to know that muscle damage does contribute towards muscle growth? Uh, and what I mean by that is like you can't experience muscle damage without lifting weight if that makes sense so you can't really do you can't really find out without lifting the weight and experiencing mechanical tension so it makes it quite hard to actually realize do we actually grow off or does muscle damage cause muscle growth or is it just a byproduct of mechanical tension and something that we don't really want but is there uh, obviously muscle damage I, I think it's i think Although we don't know, or in my opinion, you don't really know if it 100% contributes towards muscle growth or is it, or if it is just a byproduct of mechanical tension. Uh, but we do know that when it comes to like having a good eccentric and making sure we are like controlling the reps, going as deep as we can, that that's going to probably be good for muscle growth. And what I mean by that is like, although we don't know if that is if muscle damage does cause muscle growth and we know let's say when we occur muscle damage it's when we're controlling the eccentric portion a bit more 
it doesn't really matter if it does or not because regardless it's good to have a slow controlled loading phase just to keep the weight on the muscle effectively and also just so we don't get injured and what i mean by that is if you try and keep the weight on the target muscle but move as fast as you can on the way down and drop the weight and catch it it's probably going to feel quite poor on your joints and your that muscle at the bottom position the rip and also it's probably going to be hard to keep the weight on that desired muscle so it doesn't really influence our gym decisions a ton uh, in my opinion there is some data coming out uh saying that length and partials uh can be just as effective if not more effective for muscle growth and something that's interesting about this is if we build or if we get the most muscle damage when we're training in a lengthened position then that could potentially be something to it meaning that could potentially be why or that could indicate muscle damage is valuable on the flip side if let's say length and partials what i mean by length and partials is just like not going right the way up to the top on let's say a bench press or uh let's say not going right the way up on a lap or oh, sorry not going right the way down on let's say a back exercise uh or sorry not all the way up so that your elbows in line with your body uh, so that we're spending most of the time in the stretch position it means we can handle more load and also get a greater stretch uh, so is it the, the fact that we experience muscle damage when we do that or like could it be because of muscle damage or is it just a case of because we thought muscle damage does cause muscle growth because it also occurs in that lengthened position where we happen to build muscle better so you don't really know but it doesn't really influence your gym decisions a ton because either way you're going to have a controlled loading phase or in my opinion you should and either way you're you're going to be lifting a lot of weight and experiencing mechanical tension uh, and we build muscle best in that middle and lengthened position where we also experience muscle damage so that could be coincidental or it could indicate something regarding muscle damage or it could be that muscle damage indicates or or it could just be that that's where we experience muscle damage so that causes muscle growth. we don't really know sorry if i went a bit of a tangent there but next up we've got metabolic stress so metabolic stress is when metabolites are accumulated intramuscularly and what metabolites are is just basically like when we when we experience the pump so when you feel like you like your muscles are full of blood they feel nice and full and big your skin maybe feels tight around that desired muscle uh, that's when we accumulate blood intramuscularly and what this basically does is it stops oxygenated blood getting into the muscle so blood that we basically want to get oxygen to the muscle uh, to help us perform and to help help us basically get more reps on an exercise uh, and if we can't get oxygenated blood to the muscle we will start producing metabolites and these are things like lactate uh, you probably heard of like lactic acid for example uh, so yeah this is what basically happens and it's sh potentially shown that this causes an anabolic signaling effect basically it's productive towards muscle growth it can cause muscle growth when you get a pump when you get lactic acid and other metabolites build up in a muscle when a muscle's full of blood that can be productive in regards to helping you build muscle and what does this basically tell us something i think is very important is when you are let's say giving information or when I'm giving information or when you're trying to let, let's say better your own knowledge is how does this actually affect your gym decisions when you learn something is it actually going to help you like be a let's say better coach or be a better or 
just be able to build muscle more effectively in your case or improve your body composition more effectively uh, because if not then it's not really that valuable if you care about it for let's say just your own knowledge and self-development and you enjoy learning then that's a different story but we want to be able to kind of link things back to how it impacts your gym decisions and be able to not only understand the information but be able to kind of implement the information in a practical sense so that we get the most out of our progress but yeah what this basically tells us if getting plenty of blood to a muscle experiencing a pump uh, does for muscle growth is if it does contribute towards muscle growth then it means there's a maybe a place for doing high rep sets for doing maybe supersets and drop sets because that's the time where we basically accumulate the most blood so things like doing instead of just like eight to ten sets or let's say doing five to nine reps on each set doing things like a 12 to 15 set or maybe 15 to 20 do you go a bit above that or doing maybe rest pause sets where you're doing a lot of reps in a short period of time or doing movements that let's say or doing drop sets on movements where you drop the weight once you reach failure and do a set to failure again uh doesn't have to be to failure but that's typically how i do it or doing supersets where you do one exercise straight into the other this is basically tells us that this could be beneficial for muscle growth that there's a place for doing those personally i do pretty much all of them except supersets because the main driver again is muscle growth is a uh, mechanical tension the amount of tension we can get on the muscle and if we're doing another exercise after another in a fatigued state then unless that's the only way we can fit in and we can recover from it then i'd rather do it separately because when we do let's say exercises separately performance will be higher loading will be higher and mechanical tension or in other words loading on a muscle is going to be the main driver that's going to cause muscle growth best but yeah like typically I'll try and do some sort of high rep sets somewhere in my program uh, for myself and some for some of my clients. And it doesn't have to be like a ridiculously high amount of reps because if, let's say, you're doing a movement, you're pausing it at the bottom, you're doing a slow loading phase, then the amount of time you're under that weight, let's say, on a leg press, is going to be quite a long time, which is going to be enough to accumulate lactic acid to get some metabolite accumulation and experience metabolic stress and therefore drive muscle growth. And another benefit of potentially having things that provide metabolic stress or blood to a muscle, we'll just say that help give you get give you a pump from now on, uh, for the purpose of this podcast. The experiencing or the benefit of like experiencing a pump as well is when we get a pump, nutrients are being delivered to that target muscle, and that can potentially speed up recovery getting a pump. As a result of that, so when we think about recovery modalities, like I touched on in a previous episode about them they all have different things in common or they all have the same things in common it's like when we want to recover we want to basically promote blood flow to the target muscle to deliver nutrients to it to help it recover and to get rid of waste products which is why things like a sauna uh, and epsom salt baths and massage therapy work and just general light non-strenuous movement like going a walk can help you recover uh, so things like that that's basically why there's nothing super magical about it, it just promotes blood flow. And if we can, let's say, get blood flow taking place in our training strategically while maybe causing muscle growth and also allowing us to start the recovery process, that's potentially going to be beneficial. And in terms of like how all these influences our gym decisions, what it basically means is we should prioritise mechanical tension. We should prioritise loading on that target muscle more than anything. Uh, and again, muscle damage could 
potentially contribute towards muscle growth, but we don't really know because we can't separate muscle growth and mechanical tension. And then you've got me uh, metabolic stress, which is things like getting a pump, doing high rep sets, drop sets, supersets, even partial reps, just basically having that muscle under tension for a long period of time so that, uh, or so that you experience a pump so that you get plenty of nutrients towards that target muscle and so that that blood flow basically fills or the blood flow basically goes to that target muscle so that you can get oxygenated blood to that target muscle after that. Uh, so yeah, that's what we basically want to do. But I recommend doing things that will, let's say, contribute to metabolic stress like drop sets maybe or partials or high rep sets and things like drop sets. Uh, after doing like the big bang for your buck movements where you're getting mechanical tension. And what I mean by that is I wouldn't want to do, let's say, a, a drop set on lunges before doing, let's say, a hack squat or a leg press uh, or things like that. If, let's say, your knees are perfectly fine, you've got no reason to. The reason being is that's going to affect negatively our ability to get effective working and how much mechanical tension we can produce with the target muscle. Uh, and yes, we'll still be obviously experiencing mechanical tension, but not as much and we'll be limited to perform just due to how much fatigue that muscle's experienced through doing high intensity techniques like drop sets, etc. So bear that in mind when we're structuring sessions, we don't want to just think about kind of like battering the muscle. We want to think about how can we lift the overall most amount of load throughout the most amount of exercises throughout a whole session uh, to a close proximity to failure because we could just, let's say, do one rep at a time to contribute kind of, or to let's say lift a lot of weight throughout the session just keep doing one rep sets but we want to be in a close proximity to failure and a rep range that causes muscle growth which is around 6 to 35. Uh, so yeah I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, you took stuff away from it in regards to how to center your training towards muscle growth what does contribute towards muscle growth and what doesn't uh, and if you did enjoy it feel free to like subscribe share on your story if you did and uh, share it to someone who you think would enjoy the podcast. Greatly appreciate everyone listening as always and hope everyone has a great day.